Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. And we are back for another episode of Boots, Balls and Bras. I think this is episode six, um, alongside M&S Eatwell, myself, Earth Upon, Farrell Williams, who was on air, not really on air, um, <laughs> doing some comms today. Um, England game overran. I think that wasn't in the plan for anyone, um, but we're definitely going to get into it. Loads to talk about. Um, excited in terms of England making it through to the next round but before that we've got some games to dissect some players to shout out or not to shout out um Farrah England Angleterre talk to me what a draining morning (laughs) honest to god I don't think anybody planned for England to go 120 minutes against Nigeria but you know what before we even talk about like whether England were good bad or, or indifferent or whatever else like for me that was the best I've seen Nigeria perform. I think that the the better team on the, on, on I'm going to say on the night, but on the morning here, went out of the tournament. I think Nigeria, for, for all the talk before the game, everybody talking Nigeria, we have to be aware of the threat on the, on the counter-attack. They're just pacey and, and direct. In terms of their possession, it was pretty even. So for Nigeria to go toe-to-toe in terms of possession, for them to nullify our, our strengths within our team and really stifle us, I think we've got to give credit to to their to their team, to their manager, and how they and how they set up to really affect England's style of play. So, yeah, the the, the better team went out on the day, but for for England fans, um, of course, excited. We're now in the quarterfinals, so one step closer to bringing the World Cup home. But so many talking points from the game. I don't know where you want us to start. What to dissect? Yeah, um, I, for me, I'll, I'll be dead honest. That's the first time in a long time I've just been bored. Like for me, it was such a boring game, and obviously there was so much hype around it in terms of getting getting through the round, and I guess being favourites, and like you said, the threats that Nigeria had. I just I just found it really really boring, um, mm. and it's a bit sad because actually we're in the the stages now where actually that we've got the quote unquote best teams left competing, and the the teams that are on form, but. Yeah, I was overall, I was just bored. Um, mm. For me, I think maybe one highlight, obviously suffered from injuries before, is seeing Kira Walsh um, back in the team. I mentioned it in terms of if she makes it back, then Bob Marley must be alive. So I want to know where he's at because, boy, that mm. was that was a miracle. Um, yeah. And again, yeah, give props to the, the medical team who's patched her up and, and got her back on the field. I think we can't. I guess scoot over that. There's so much around well-being, and I'm sure if she wasn't right, we wouldn't have um, put her out to to represent the lionesses. So good to have her back. Um, sad for Zelem to to come back out, but again, mm. it's it's about the whole squad. Um, and when she did have the opportunity, she she came in and she was ready and played her part. So yeah, really really good. I think for me, one highlight is just again seeing the rotation of players. Good to see Beth England come on. Um, mm. And and this is like these are the times where we're talking about what is the squad 
um, going to be useful? Who's going to come on and be that impact player? Sometimes it's an impact in terms of not necessarily being a threat, but just steadying the ship. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think great, great use of rotation in terms of the squad for sure. Um, you know, from I mean, I can't. I, I'm sorry, I'm listening to everything you're saying, right? But I just can't take myself seriously. These things, and I look like I'm in the Mackie's like <laughs> Mackie's drive-through asking people what what's coming next or whatever. But anyway, you know what? Um, you know what? I I I found really difficult to watch, and I know like look, Lauren has been a key player for us. And what happens mm-hmm. when you have key players and standout players? Teams will set up to try and stop that and not apply that. I.e. when Kira plays, team are like, okay, if we stop Kira getting on the ball in deep positions, that will stifle how uh, the Lioness is set up in terms of their attack from deeper areas. Mm-hmm. Now they've identified that Lauren James is a key player. Give her time and space or, or, or put her in good areas. She can really hurt you and punish you. Now what Nigeria did and it was effective was that they went player for player with Lauren James. Now Lauren's only a young player. She's young. She's still learning. You hear Emma Hayes speak quite often about her. She's a, a player with huge amount of talent. And we've seen that already on the world stage and how she can change the game in an instant. But she's still learning and she's still trying to develop as a player. Now, she pretty much has probably never been followed around the park the way she was in today's game. So yeah. Nigeria made it difficult for her. They made her try and problem solve within game. And I felt like that's a part of her development or next phase of her de- development in terms of like, what areas can I take the opposition into? Now, also, I feel like the, like, like England, we should have we should have, we should have recognised that early. Lauren's out of the game in terms of their man for man. Somebody in that team help her. Lauren, go and run off the, go and run off the midfielder. Go and get into some advanced yeah. positions. Make her face her own goal. So there's an example and go, yeah, go and do that. And then allow somebody else to be freed up because there'll be there'll be bigger spaces in other parts of the pitch if one of our players being uh, man marked, right? We didn't yeah. we didn't identify that, but also Lauren didn't identify that, so she kept coming to the ball. So everything every time she got the ball, it was all in front. She had pressure from behind all the time. She found it really difficult to get herself involved in the game, and oh. I think that led to a little bit of frustration from her. But even the sending off her, if it's one of them, and I said it on air, and and I'll get criticised for it, but I stand by it. She's the type of player, and you see it, she does, she, she's a bit like Kelly Smith in terms of their players that they just off the cuff, like if something's in their head, they quickly, they, they do it. Mm-hmm. Now, she got sent off for violent conduct, and as soon as I seen it, I was, I was screaming into the studio, guys, she's getting sent off, she's going to get sent off, it's a red card offence, right? And mm-hmm. it is a red card offence, she stood on, on, on the opposition. Was there any malice? No, I don't think so. It's one of those, and I said it in thinking, people probably don't understand, but you all know, when we're, having a, when we're playing five-a-side or when we're in training, you tackle me, off the ball, I'll give you a little shove or a little kick or something, like a little elbow and do something Good stupid, luck. right? No, yeah. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? We do something stupid like that. We go, oh, I'm just going to, like, kick her. You can get away with that in training with frustration and just, mm. you know, you kind of get that banter. And maybe years ago, you'd have got away with something stupid. She didn't stamp on her and, like, oh, I'm going to really, really hurt her. It was very naive and, uh, at the time, probably very, very immature and something that, she now will have to bounce back from a huge mm-hmm. incident because this violent conduct is a potential one to three game ban. So her tournament could be over. Yeah. Even if England get to the final, there's three games left. She could be potentially banned for those three games, depending yeah. on how FIFA, how FIFA see um, the red card offence. So for that, you don't want to see your top players not be able to continue to participate. But at the same time, it'll be a huge learning for her. And I feel like, you know, as a nation, we have to stick by her because she's the future of our game. And of course, it, it's something that, we got away with in terms of, you know, we didn't lose the game. You know, England yeah. were playing for 20 minutes with, with 10 players and against a team that were dominating throughout the game. So we got away with one. But I think that we need to look at the game as a whole. And I don't think that incident was a difference in whether England were going to win or lose. I think the performance as a whole, I think we have to regroup, look at, take a look at ourselves. And something needs to click because at the minute, apart from the China game where there was no pressure on that game, mm. let's not make no mistake, that, that, that China game, we'd already qualified out of the group. So there was no pressure to win it. 
Yeah. The opening game with pressure, we needed to win to get three points. The game against Denmark, Denmark, we needed three points to obviously get ourselves out of the group. And in today's pressure game, in all of the three pressurised games, we haven't yet been able to perform. The only yeah. one we performed, given a demonstration where we've played with that freedom and flair, was against China, but we'd already qualified. But you, you talk about that freedom and flair, and I, and I think what came to my mind is we've celebrated that actually there's players who kind of do their own thing and, and are not looking at, I guess, the bench to give them dictation. I think today was the first time where they just kind of stuck to the plan. Like no one worked it out for themselves on the yeah. pitch. They were looking for that instruction from the sideline. And it, I, I think... You I know our best players are? I don't know if you Nina agree. them up like that to yeah, be able to, to come back to her in order for, for tactics. It happened once when Mary Earps went down and they kind of gave mm -hmm. some instructions to Daly. But outside of that... Like tactically, Nothing. like we, we want them to be able to play with freedom and move away from the 1995 dish and wave um, uh -huh. formation that, that we played for two decades. Um, and just, yeah, I just don't think that no one had it. And maybe that's when we talk about the experience in the squad, the leadership in the squad. These are those like small little bits of detail where you mm. need someone to step up. And it, again, it's not for, yes, Lauren James is a great talent and we've got loads of young, great talent in the squad but it's not for them to be able to work that oh, out. No, no. So, but uh, look, you're playing a game against Nigeria, right? Your, your goalkeeper gets played a match. And I know goalkeepers in the last 16, and I know you spoke about it before the tournament, they're going to play a, <clears throat> excuse me, a huge part in terms of the success of the nation, right? Or whatever nation is to progress. Yep. Mary's, been our, Mary's been our constant, our standout player throughout every game. Had mm -hmm. to pull off big saves in every game. But Jess Carter... No one ever spoke about Jess Carter. Jess Carter's performance in coming in against China and then again today, her performance was big. She relished yeah. the challenge against going 1v1 against, you know, aggressive opposition, players mm -hmm. that want to take you on, speed, power, want to kick you a little bit, leave one in off the ball. I felt she matched them out of everyone on our team. She was somebody that matched them and quietly went about her business. Mm -hmm. But in a poor performance, probably not going to get spoken about. 100%. And I'll and I put my hands up, literally, when the, before the game kicked off. And obviously looking at, I guess, in reference of the warm-up games and like the odd little mistakes that mm -hmm. she's kind of made, I thought in terms of this high-pressure game, I said... I was at a watching thing with England, so I said, she's going to be our weakest link. I said, that's where the mistake's going to come from. Actually, she was the best player yeah. in, in our whole team. So, yeah, amazing that, again, that you recognise that as, as a pundit. But, yeah, I don't I didn't think that that Mary was the, the player of, of the match, so that was surprised me when I saw her. With yeah. that I was just like, Mary? Like, where did that come from? But, yeah, definitely, yeah. I think um, Jess Carter done, done her job and some. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, it was, it was a really good stellar performance from from her. But I don't know where where did the, where did the squad go from from now? Because we've talked about it before in terms of they still don't look like that like just oiled engine like they mm. did at the Euros. Yes, we know there's been personnel that's gone in and out, but I guess the benefit of it is it's tournament football, and the whole aim is to win the next game, right? Um, so even with a bad performance today, they still got over the line. So that has to be a massive positive in terms of going forward. And that's a sign of a winning team, right? That's a sign of a team that is going to go far, that, you know, yet to have a, a standout performance apart from the China game, of course, and we're able to progress and stay in the game. Like today, how we stayed in that game, I'll never know <laughs> against Nigeria. Because as I said, they, they equaled possession. They created more, ch 18 chances. I think they only had two on target, though. Mm. We just lacked creativity. We genuinely did. So without being able to get Lauren James on the ball, there was no creativity. There was no creativity from wide areas. Mm -hmm. Maybe the formation. I know we spoke about it, how effective it was against um, China. And we was wondering what we could do. But maybe against uh, Nigeria today, I felt like we didn't have enough width, not enough deliveries from wide areas. And 
enough bodies committing to the to the um, attack. So there was lots of things. It's one of those now. Do we have to pick and choose when we play that formation? Because is it something that suits every time we play now? I'm not sure it does because we're, our strengths are getting balls in a box. Now, we identified that having somebody closer to Russo is better for Russo in terms of chances, but yeah. today they didn't, get, they didn't get the service. So between Lauren Hempen and Russo, they got nothing to them. So, nothing so just, went to them, nothing come in the box. Just a question, because I, I felt with Walsh coming back into the team, they just felt a bit more complacent. I don't know. If, I don't know if you felt that. Like they, it just the kind of okay. Like not necessarily we're back to normal, but like, I think the last game they were more on their toes. They had a bit like just a little bit of more of a spark in terms of maybe covering that extra bit of ground or yeah. putting in that extra bit of work. Today, I didn't feel. I feel like they felt like oh, she's there. She'll. She'll do what they, she needs to yeah. do. Yeah, you know what, Earth? It's, it's annoying because you heard everybody talking. They were like, oh, now this formation, when we get Kira back, it's going to be perfect for her. We've got to get on the ball. And mm. she's got to get in a position to play forward quickly. And and what I felt from England today is that, and I said this in the, in, in, the, in the last podcast when I spoke, we've got Nigeria next. What did I say to you? Nigeria against England, 80, 20% in my favour, they're yeah. getting there first. 100%. So England get on the ball, they break a line and they're dwelling on the ball, taking touches, touches. Before they know it, they're getting clamped. Right, mm. So they're getting caught up. They was too slow in possession. Everything they did today was slow, lethargic. It was like, I'll take an extra touch. Well, that extra touch allowed Nigeria to recover and then regroup and get into a good shape like they did. And mm -hmm. we found it really hard then when it was in a shape to break them down. Mm. I don't actually think, or I can't remember in the game where we broke them down. We were slow in our possession. Our possession was slow. Mm. Like, if you're going to break a line, there was times where even in, and, and this is the thing, if you're going to get daily on the ball in, in a wide area, it has to be higher up the pitch. Because she's always going to come back in on her right foot. When you're playing against teams that want to get back into an organised shape, once you play out, right, you've got to break that line. Now, what was happening? She'll take the touch off the left, cut back inside off the right. Nigeria get to regroup. Now, if you've got a left foot out there, naturally, they're going to take it down the line. So that already breaks the line and already away into, the, into that attack. So what was happening on our left-hand side, which most of the ball went out, because that's where, at the minute, we seem to be playing our better football down that left-hand side. Every time Rachel Daly cut back inside, it just stopped the counter-attack. Yeah, I'm not... Do you know what? I'm, I'm, the more I think about it, I'm just not convinced it's just the football. Like, because that, for me, and I guess just knowing in terms of the prep that the Lioness has had, like all these scenarios, all these different changes that they would have done out on the grass. So for me, I'm just thinking, like, what, what is it? Because it, it's not just them, that's how they're performing. For me, this lack of, I guess, spark or excellence or dominance there's something else because they've done the minutes on the pitch. They they would have known every sequence you could possibly think of, like no matter who the personnel is, the rotations, all of that sorts of stuff. So for me, I'm still trying to work out like what what is it? I'm not convinced. It's just them playing badly. I, I don't think I'm. Ha I can't. Yeah, I know, but it's their approach to games. Earth. Like whenever you heard the players, right? All they spoke about was Nigeria are direct and they're good in those transition moments. Nigeria were more than that today. Mm -hmm. They were more than that. They were more than a team that could just play with speed and, and power in the final third and, and it were horrible to play against. They were more than that. Mm. And I and, and, and like when you don't prepare for something more than that and you're just thinking, okay, well, we're going to be better. We're going to outpossess them. We didn't outpossess them. Yeah. This is the first time Nigeria have equaled or, or, or come close to equaling a possession stat throughout the tournament. They've yeah. played most of the tournament with the least amount of possession in all their three games in the groups so, and one game from doing that. So now, did England did England expect them to be able to build? Probably not. Yeah. We didn't we didn't press them aggressively in their final third. We weren't on our front foot. We were scared to leave we were we were scared to leave spaces behind because that's what we thought about. 
So Nigeria were like, oh, it's like Nigeria approached again. Well, they think we're going to be direct. Let's possess the ball. Let's throw them off a little bit. Let's see how England can adapt to that. And we didn't. We didn't adapt. So, uh, so are they disregarding adapt. teams? Do you, are they are they getting to a, a point now where their rankings are getting good, their performances are getting good? Obviously, their European Championship. Yes, in terms of that confidence or slight arrogance about it. Are are we not preparing as well as we should do? I guess as a collective, and maybe we talk about Mary Earps being the standout performance. I don't know what she's thinking about on screen, but she is focused. I think it's like just her and the goalkeeper coach in a match because even from her facial, <laughs> nothing else that she is possibly thinking about. She is focused on this game and making sure she does every single thing right. And she's the only player that I see that has that complete sternness of focus. So, yeah, in in terms of the... I don't know, the psychology behind it, because there's no one that, that I see that has that level of concentration and being ready and being on the front foot. And mm. that's what I'm trying to say, is is being European, do you get that with European championships? Are you meant to have that bit of freedom to be able mm. to, yeah, other teams give you respect? But I, I don't I, know, I, you know. You talked about people like Kelly Smith quickly. Like, for me, I, and we see it in the WSL with Lauren James, like people give them that extra yard, that extra bit of respect in terms of because they can do something different. Are they expecting teams mm. to almost do the same thing in terms of we are the dominant mm. team? They need to sort of stand back and make sure that they're watching us more than we're watching them. And actually, where we're in a place now where actually it's the World Cup, they're just like, nah, we're just doing our thing. There's that, there is that potential, but Mary Erfal, when you think of Mary's journey, where she started, how, you know, she thought she'd probably never make it as an England goalkeeper, people probably doubted her, mm. she had to work even harder to then to then have that label of, you know, best the FIFA best keeper. So she's currently the best keeper in the world, you know. So I think that, you know, in a recent interview, she said that, you know, she's the best keeper, like she wants to prove that she's the best keeper. And I think that's what Mary is. She speaks about her own bubble and she does. She lives within her own bubble and she has her own focuses. She has her own expectations and she has her own drive. And I think you can see that day to day, you know, what she does. She lives like a pro. She lives like, you know, wanting to be the best goalkeeper for as long as she can be. And she's living in that moment of being that. And actually, in my opinion, probably holding that that mantle in high, high regards because she, her performance haven't dipped at any point. So, so, you go for a whole WSL, she's had a, a phenomenal season and she's continued that now into the World Cup. So are you telling me that the Lionesses don't have that same drive? Like, forget about the story. No, I'm not saying that, but, but people, are, individual people are different, right? There's, every, everybody's different. I'm not saying they don't have the same drive. Of course, we all want to win. And we can all say we want to win and we all want to do the right things. But it's, it's, it's saying it and doing it, as you would always say, don't tell me, show me. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot. Yeah. I, I wanted to be the best I could be. Did I always do what I could, you know, was I always doing the right thing to do that? I don't know. Probably not, not all the time. But I don't even think it's that, Earth. I don't even think it's that. I actually, I can't put my finger on what's so different with yeah. this England team. And obviously, like, you know, England fans and the Lionesses will be like, get behind us, you know, and we are behind you. We're here, we were, but, you know, out there, apart from today, took mm-hmm. my English off after the game because I had to go on air. But, you know, we're out here supporting them, wanting them to do well, willing them to do well. But we're also out here having to be honest about them, having 100%. to be honest about opinions. And that's where the game's at now. We're in, a, we're in a position now where, you know, you're wanting the game to grow and you're wanting, you're, you're wanting honest opinions about performances. And that's what people are giving. So I keep on hearing the lionesses, stick with us, you know, don't be negative, blah, blah, blah. Well, 
how about you give us something to to be positive about? You heard all, you got all the praises against China. Mm-hmm. You got people excited. Myself was saying after that China game, we're going to go on and win the World Cup. And I still think we can now. And look at the teams that have gone out. 100%. So we're still in a position to do that. Our run is still in a position. We could face Colombia or J- uh, Japan, Jamaica in the next round. And then it could either be France or if France beat um, Morocco tomorrow, France will play against Australia. So we could face Australia or France potentially in the um, semi-final. And then, so the route to the semi-final, sorry, to the final is a lot easier than we predicted going into the tournament. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the performances have to get better. The performances have to get better because I do believe in your luck will run out at some point and we are riding our luck. And I know we rode our luck at times, so I, I, I compare this game to the Spain game. You know, a game that we didn't deserve to win in the Euros. We won it and we went on and then ended up smashing the tournament. So is this that Spain game where, you know, we didn't deserve to win it. It was a really, really off day. A team dominated us for pretty much 120 minutes. We stayed in the game. We got the game dealt with. And now is it kind of like, look, girls, we have to up the levels. Uh, like, they did against, um, like they did against Sweden and, and, and wipe Sweden, wipe the floor with Sweden. So I'm hoping that... That's what it is. And, uh, you know, whether we face Colombia or Jamaica, we'll find out tomorrow um, that our levels are up to that quarterfinal stage. I think just any of those teams, whether it's, like you said, France, Australia, Jamaica, Morocco or Colombia, they are going to be hungry to to win that game. Like every single team Mm -hmm. going through now is going to do every single thing in their in their power to get through so I don't think there's going to be any more easier games and I think if they have any performances like that again I don't know how many times they can ride their luck you might be able to tell me because you're quite good with predictions not this tournament my predictions I don't think I know what's going on I think I thought I knew football we've had a great world cup don't get me wrong it's it's, there's been so many good talking points Um, for me the things in terms of improvement is we have to get the stuff off the pitch sorted way before we come into into major tournaments we we can't have that stuff impacting teams across the world um, in terms of the quality of what they what they do on the pitch okay so moving on to our second half the rest of the world have also been busy not just the lionesses we had the Netherlands winning 2-0 against South Africa. We also had Japan. Yes, Japan smashed Norway 3-1. Smashing Norway. Your girl Bon Matty turned up again for the World Cup 5-1. Spain, they won 5-1. And we had US against Sweden Earth. Your yeah, team out. You would bring that up, right? I yeah, because I'm waiting for you to bring up. I'm waiting. Germany ain't in the 16, so you can't even talk about them. <laughs> USA, so man. I'm absolutely gutted. I was like, the same way the Lionesses had a bad performance, but you know, they're just champions. I was like, even with a bad performance, it's Megan's last tournament. They are still going to get it over the line. The only thing that went over the line was that bloody football by 0.0 millimetres, which I'm Mm. still not convinced. I've got 20-20 vision. I saw that ball. I was like, she has saved it. There is no way that paper thin gap (laughs) went over the line. I need to see that. I need to actually, we need to get BB Uh on because I need to see the real footage, like my MRI scan, because I'm still not convinced. You're not convinced? I'm not convinced. I I bet you there's some conspiracy that comes out. Mate, you know what? I don't even care if I'm convinced or not by that. What was a letdown was Megan Rapinoe's penalty. 
Oh. Sky did like it was so in her hands to just take control of the situation, and then obviously, then you know, Sophia Smith, the pressure on her shoulders to put that away, and then mm. again, not being able to execute. So, for the game to be in their hands twice over and they don't take the opportunity from eight yards out or whatever it is, they didn't deserve to go through. So, yeah, credit to Sweden. Sweden spoke before the game saying that it was an ideal opportunity to play the, the Americans, they're not in a good space, blah blah mm. blah. Well. There you go. Probably aren't in a good space because when do you see America miss penalties the way that they did? Yeah. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It was, it, uh, like, it's, it's not something that we've ever seen before. It wasn't even close, like, a little save. Or it was just completely, wow. just, yeah, just, just not their characteristics in terms of wow. quality and the excellence that we've come to to see over for them over the, the past few years. But... Bon Matti. Too much, bro. too much, too much, too much. <laughs> too much, mate. I'm telling you, her footwork, the way she just sits down the player, don't take liberties like that. She's just taking liberties. But yeah, I mean, Spain were too good. I mean, the own goal, though, Earth. The mm. own goal. Yeah. I mean, what, what, I mean, we know like Spain like to possess the ball and, they, and whatever, but the keeper was so high. Lucky it didn't cost them in the end. But yeah, dominant performance against Switzerland. Um Again, there was a favourite coming into the tournament. They'll face Japan again, I guess, along the way before they get to the final. Mm -hmm. Japan, for me, from the opening game, Earth, I've said, wow, like Japan are the team, they're the most efficient. Mm -hmm. Even when they face uh, a Norwegian team, they've got obviously a different um, opposition in Sweden in the next round, which is going to be difficult. But Japan looks so bloody good, like so good. When you talk about taking care of passes, being efficient, playing with speed, aggression, recoveries, all of the things that you want a team to do, They've been flawless in that. Getting goals yeah. from midfield, like attackers. Talk about replacements in and out, like impact players. They've had everything. They've had a keeper that pulled off an absolute world of a save. Yeah. As well. Who's going so to st- who's gonna stop them? You tell me. 
I, I, I can't, I can't it's say difficult. anyone. It's quite difficult because even Earth, what they showed is that they're a nation that we know that likes to dominate possession. They've done it in most of their games. They come up mm. a team in Spain and, and people could say there was nothing to play for in that game, right? So we played, we played a third group game. Spain and Japan have qualified out the group, right? But they're both teams that like to play with the ball, like to dominate yeah. possession. Now to see Japan go, go on, Spain, you have the ball and we're going to hurt you on the counter. And to do it in such an effective way and efficient in terms of like in front of goal, clinical, in front of goal, those transitions, those turnovers really hurting oppositions. Mm -hmm. To do that against Spain in a way that they did, I don't think anybody thought that would be a style of play that Japan could adapt and do. Yeah. And they did it. And it did it so effectively with five changes. It just blows my mind the way that they were able to do that. Now, I don't want to gas them up because everybody I'm talking about and hyping. They go out. Go, they go like this and they go, yeah, and they come crashing down. So I ain't talking about no one. I gassed up Lauren. And I'm disappointed she's going to miss the next round, but I don't want to gas up uh, uh, Japan because they deserve to go all the way. And, you know, Sweden can, uh, I reckon, can cause them some sort of problems um, in that in that quarterfinal. But I'm hoping that they don't because, as I said, Spain, uh, sorry, Japan have been my team. And and my the team that I said might feel slightly disrespected that no one's talking about them, the Netherlands, again, just slowly going through doing their business, getting the job done. Um, really sad in terms of South Africa going out, but mm. what, a, what a great performance that they've given at this this World Cup. And I think it really gives them a, a leg to stand on when, I guess, looking at the infrastructure um, and the investment that needs to take place for them now in, in their country um, in terms of bringing their game to another level. They've, they've shown what they can do on a world stage with such limited resources so imagine what they can do if they really get that investment. And even some of their players... Do uh, so you think of South Africa abroad. before Is the tournament? That... You think of South Africa before the tournament protested mm -hmm. in not playing? Yeah. So that's how close they were to even coming or not coming and playing or not playing. So I don't know. I just, I don't know how you feel. I feel like all the nations like, are just getting closer, closer, closer. And now it's an opportunity and certainly this tournament, I hope it's opened the eyes up of federations across the world in the women's mm -hmm. game to go, actually, we are getting closer. The gap is closing and it's now an opportunity to really get behind the women's game and give these girls the platform to go and be able to be full-time professionals and, and really enhance their, you know, their country's opportunities and uh, for, for the younger generation across the world to, 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 to aspire to become, you know, a, a female footballer of some sort. Well, well, even just with that, I guess the provision and the opportunities to play a higher standard of football, like around the world, like people mm. might just think, oh, yeah, it's about winning the World Cup. For some of these girls and, and players, actually, it's about an opportunity for them to be seen. Like this is a platform mm. globally that they're going to be given. There's going to be scouts, whether they're at, in Australia, New Zealand or watching it from afar. This mm. could be the chance to 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 get them out and get them to play somewhere else. So for me, it's so much more than just this one competition. There's going to be players that we're going to see pop up in and around Europe, over in America for sure, and, and the other leagues um, champ that are sort of competing for Champions League um, around the world. And I think for them, this is definitely a massive platform for them to go mm -hmm. on and, and shine and be, I guess, another hero for their nation and ins inspire another generation to believe that oh, the person that was just playing here with me has now gone on to to sort of represent our country in wider leagues and we might attract other young players who also continue to go on and pass that baton on as well. So I'm really excited to see where, not just what happens in this tournament, but where some of those players now sort of end up as a result. 
as a result of that. So super excited yeah. for that. Me too. Can't wait. What um what are we saying then? Earth, obviously we've got the two games tomorrow. So you're obviously hoping Jamaica go through against Colombia. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Definitely. Final. Yeah. Linda. Linda's gonna be performing, but sorry, Linda. Like we I, I love Linda, but we need that we need that Jamaica win because I, I need to go to Halsden or Brixton to get that string vest. I've already found my carnival horn. So that is red dusted <laughs> off and ready to be blown. And Can you imagine? I think, can I just say this one thing? Like, I'm being dead serious, so don't laugh. I think Jamaica might win the World Cup. <laughs> no. Why are you freezing? I think they no, are. No, I'm not saying anything. No, you know what? They are, they are dark horses. Come on, they're, they're doing all right. They've, they've, they've literally, they've knocked out in Brazil. They've, they've drawn to France, so they, they certainly can. They just I just don't see goals coming earth. Let me tell you, even if you don't see goals yet, I think that they are just they are literally playing the like best version of tournament football where they're literally just taking each game as it comes and getting it over the line and before you know it they're going to be in the final and can I just say about, something? What? If people listen, no, people that do listen to our podcast, you actually said Jamaica would get to the final yeah before the tournament, but we I laughed you, you off. Literally, I'm and this is not disrespecting them, but obviously it's their it's their debuts to the tournament. Rarely the debutants go and win a World Cup, so it's not the fact that we're disrespecting any of the Jamaican players. There's so many unbelievable players in that squad, and they've obviously proved that in, in getting where they've got to up to now. But it would just be what a story they're worth. Like if that was to happen, that like, is the best know, story in world football yeah, ever. World, yeah. Well, let's not get carried away. Let's see no. what happens tomorrow. Yeah, but if it happens, because you just agree from now, that yeah. is the best. It's the best story ever 100%. in world football. 100% it would be if they won it. Oh, I'm looking, and on top of it, even, no matter what happens in this tournament, the, we need to get the FA to host at Wembley, Jamaica versus the Reggae Girls versus the Lionesses, and we are going to be the event organisers. And why are you laughing? It is <laughs> going to be... No, no gonna let like, me tell you. Gonna... Let me tell you why. Because you know they talk about, oh, how do we get more diversity in the game? How do we make sure it's a game for all? Mm-hmm. everyone will come out. If they want yeah, to do yeah. any publicity and get the, the people who they apparently can't get to get involved in the game, mm-hmm. they will be at that fixture. Should we at the FA and our podcast getting to listen to it and tell them yep. after the World We'll Cup have the jerk pans outside. We'll have oh, the yeah. DJs doing the mix. Oh, like I'm telling you, I don't know how much football we're going to watch, but I'm telling you the rest of the whole event is going to be kicking off. So you heard it here first. Reggae girls versus lionesses. Boots, balls, and bras are going to be <laughs> the events team, and yeah, I bet you it's the best fixture they've ever had. That'll be jokes. Amazing. You, you could pull the strings in it. You're the FA board member, so you. I thought he was going to say we could pull the string vest, but yeah, we could... <laughs> that as well. <laughs> we could. Uh, we could definitely well. make it work. Okay, thank you for sending in your fans' questions. They came in thick and fast. Um, there was loads around LJ, which we've we've discussed. So thank you for sending those in. Uh, but the first one we're going to tackle is from Hey, it's Slava seventeen, and the question is biggest shock so far. Farah, what is your biggest shock so far? Oh, there's been a few. I'm trying to think. Biggest shock. Biggest shock. Biggest shock. Biggest shock. Biggest shock. Um, I don't know if there's so many. I'm trying to think what is the actual biggest. I just need probably Colombia beating Germany two one uh, mm-hmm. was a shock to the tournament. 
Um, I think Megan Rapinoe's penalty miss was a huge shock to the tournament. Seeing the US out, there's only there's two. I can't think there's too many. One of those. Uh, I know you're. Me, just, yeah, I know you're going to think of something out of the box. I, I can't even. No, no, I was. I've got actually. I've had a, a couple just pop up in my mind that weren't my original one. So the one that wasn't my original one is that the biggest shock was Kira Walsh arriving back oh. after the injury. That's a massive shock. The second one is Sam Kerr being injured, but then obviously she's made an appearance um, today. But my biggest shock is goal, no goal. No goal, 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 <laughs> offside, no offside. This... <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, is my big, that has been my biggest shock so far. Um, yeah. But yeah, goal, that has, no that's, that's what I've got. Um, yeah, next question from... 1-9-1-2-9-N. Thank you for your question. And the question is, do you think we will change formation again for the next round? Well, yeah. I two, mentioned two, 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 we two, have two. to have more formation, right? Two. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mentioned that we... 2-2-2-2-2. Two, 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 two. No, should I tell you what's funny? We put... when we, on our I don't know if you saw it on our Twitter. We put out our team of the round. Um, and they knew it was your team. And they knew it was my team. <laughs> And they knew, it they knew I didn't have input. They knew I didn't put one player. They in. was like, "That is a fault." Yeah, I was just team. like, "Goals, they goals, know. goals!" Just we're they just attacking, knew. literally, they literally knew it high press on the edge of the, on the edge of the box. Everyone up, and then yeah, just try and keep everyone. They outside. knew somebody. They knew I was too smart to pick a team like that. They knew no. I had an educated approach to that. They would have been, mate. You missed some top players out of there. Top oh, players. Mate. Well, what's the what's the I formation? Only only one Japanese player got in your squad. Can't believe it. Yeah. I'm spreading the love. It's a World Cup. You put Renard in there. Renard's mm, average. Wendy. But anyway, in terms of formation for Lionesses, are we going to adopt a 4-3-3 again? Who knows? Are we going to go 3-5-2, 5-2-3, whatever you want to talk about? What we need to do is be more adaptable in play. And whether that mm-hmm. be, you know, we have we need more leaders on the pitch. We need pay, players taking responsibility, feeling out the game. I think we've got players in there that can do that. And now I think you'd have to take the ownership to do that. You can't allow for games to drag on and drag on and drag on and wait till the half, wait till 90 minutes, wait for penalties because we will. You know, your luck will run out at some point. We've got players that are talented enough to adapt within game and adjust to what the opposition are giving us. Mm-hmm. Now we have to be smart players and we have to go, and it doesn't matter about formations. Formation should, that's irrelevant. It's about giving you or playing the game that the opposition give you. And sometimes you might predict a certain way that the opposition is going to play. You feel it in the game. You know, you're, yeah. if you're, you're good enough, you'll feel it. And you'll be like, no, nope, actually, we thought they were going to give us this. They're giving us that. Come together, discuss it, sort it and, and, and nail it. I think we just have to be more, as I said, more adaptable. And when we talk about that freedom of play and freedom of, of um adaptation or whatever mm. players need to take responsibility I don't think it's just down to Serena to do that in game like in, help your teammates around you I think we've got players that are good enough to do that now it's just taking that responsibility to do it and I don't think we have a problem we've got a talented squad of players I, I think talk about squad of players I think Serena might just change it all like like just have a whole different starting lineup. like just bring because I think uh-huh. that was shock that will shock the opposition because they'll be so set up for a set way. And then I think the players that are on the bench are good enough to compete and challenge in terms of our, whoever our next game is. And then to bring those fresh legs in of the actual players who they thought would start. Why not? Okay. Okay, Yeah. Good, good, good idea. Great idea. But have a listen. When you was watching today, yeah, everyone was like, Serena needs to make a sub. I know you're looking on that bench. Where's it coming from? Other than Chloe Kelly, 
mm-hmm. right? Potentially Beth England. Tooney. Right? Tooney's not informed, but I would have brought her on today. I think we needed a player like her today to come into the game. Certainly, she from midfield, she likes to run beyond. So I think that was a, a crazy unused substitution today. So I was surprised mm-hmm. that she didn't make an appearance. Where do you see these game changes coming from? Robinson, give him a run out. Get her on the wing. I'm telling. I didn't think. I didn't think Hemp had the best game today. And Robins, I think Robinson yeah. would have been just as good as she was. She Chloe Kelly should have come on earlier. I think Chloe Kelly should have come on earlier. And I also think that so should have um, Tooney. I think Tooney should. Uh, yes, she's out of form a little bit, and it's mad how she's gone from like Serena starting her to now all of a sudden she ain't getting a look in. Maybe she was injured because I was surprised she didn't bring her into the game. Maybe she took to knock knock up in training. I'm unsure, but yeah, yeah Kelly, I was Kelly, Tooney, Robinson, um, Zellum, they can all they can all come into this into the starting lineup. You're going big, mate. I am. Go big or go Serena, home. Serena, I know that you listen to this podcast. Just don't listen to Eartha, please. <laughs> <laughs> Serena knows that I've looked at the data and I've looked at the performance and I'll do the make the best decision based on the personnel like we would with our classroom. So thank you, Serena, for listening. And I look forward to the changes in the next round. Okay. Thank you very much uh, for your fans' questions. Also, before we go, we need to big up Jesse Phillips from Spotify for broadcasting BBB up in the West End. Um, Wait, wait, wait. Not just the West End. Where else, Earth? We was also in Glasgow. And we was also in Cardiff as well. So Lovely. up and down the UK. If you see any of those BBB billboards, please take a snap and post it and tag us. We want to see our fans interacting uh, with our advertisement as well as downloading, as well as listening. Um, so we look forward to seeing more billboards near you outside the palace. <laughs> Uh, that's been another <laughs> episode. guys it's been a long day watching England like you can hear it in us it's like took a bit of energy out of us but anyway we're good we go again on Saturday Earth with um, hopefully a Lioness victory deep breath we're ready another Lioness get it over the line uh, I'm calling it now Jamaica Lionesses the jerk pan's going to be on early doors so if you want jerk chicken for breakfast Aki and saltfish Yum. all of that stuff dumplings planting well, it's going off. Yeah. It's going off. So looking forward to that. Thank you very much for listening to another edition of Boots, Balls and Bras with myself, Eartha Pond, and the amazing, amazing, legendary, one of the best <laughs> players ever, Farrell Williams. Carry on, carry on, carry on, carry on. See you next Thank week. Thank you, guys. See you later. Ciao. Ciao, Bella. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 